Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight In Texas Howdy, howdy, howdy Howdy and good morning, everybody Welcome to Tex-ish, the show where we talk about some things Texas and some things not This is episode three and a half 3.5 Because last night was supposed to be our first ever Seth's first Buzzcast but halfway through, we realized that the audio had ceased recording. It, it had. It would not. Uh, we, I think we recorded almost a whole podcast. And then we tried to record it again and did it again. So we're literally staring at the right. audio right now, just hoping that... It's just fingers crossed, praying. It doesn't cut out. But we still have a great show in store for you all today. We're coming at you live from my living room this morning. We are usually in Seth's. Room. It is my first cozy cast because I'm still in my undie pants and in my it's, blinky. Uh, it's my first fever cast. And it's your first fever cast. <laughs> Seth got his second vaccine yesterday. Hashtag Pfizer gang. And is literally shaking right now. But I have fever and chills, but I know it's just uh, part of the thing. It's so just part of the thing. You just, I'm going to do the Texas thing. I'm going to you know grip my teeth and pretend like it doesn't bother me. That is what we like Even to hear. I wish I was dead. So, our <laughs> and we still had to make a three and a half hour drive. After I think we this. call that cowboying up. Cowboy up, Ca- no cowboy up. Calf rope is giving up. Calf rope is giving up. Cowboying, cowboying up, up is, is giving uh, down. Is <laughs> pretending like it doesn't bother. Is pretending you. like it doesn't pushing bother all you. of your feelings way down deep where they can't hurt anybody. And just moving except forward. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> who are not sponsors today? In lieu of that. Our first not sponsor of this episode of Texas is Alamo Drafthouse Theaters. Ooh. We went and saw A Quiet Place 2 last night. We're going to that here in a minute. The <laughs> shushening. And we saw it at Alamo Drafthouse, and I'm just going to come out and say it. Best Boy, theater. Yeah, best, theater best theater one. Best experience. If you are in Austin or in a city that has an Alamo Drafthouse, Stop what you're doing, buy tickets, go watch a movie at Alamo Draft House. It's such a good experience. The food's great. The previews are always mm-hmm. done by Alamo Draft House, so they're a little bit different than what you see at an AMC or a movie house eatery. Just like really well curated content and previews, uh, you know, clips from old movies, like just really cool pre show stuff. Really cool pre show stuff. And there's. We were talking about this at the bar last night at Deep Eddie Cabaret with a couple of friends of mine from work who are amazing. It was really good to see them. But we went to Deep Eddie Cabaret, which is another just classic Austin dive Dive, bar. And we were talking about how it's a very authentically Austin type of place. Absolutely. And I think that's also why I still love Alamo Draft House because it's just a very authentically It just feels like Austin. It feels like Austin. It feels like fun, but they supported a great night last night on the first row mm-hmm. as we watched A Quiet Place 2. I'm sure that I missed half of the movie up in the top left corner, but 
that <laughs> midsection to bottom front, we were right, in the very front row <laughs> was it looked Which, great. Kim, can I just ask a really stupid question? Why does the front row exist? Like, why wouldn't you just elevate the front row so that it's an okay seat rather than putting it all the way down on the ground where I, it's I think, always a bad seat? I think it's just to make you think about your mistakes. <laughs> it's done. It's like the the tenth circle of hell. It is they leave it there just so that you have to walk in, and right. the movie theater says, "Yes, you have to yeah. deal with this. You have to deal with this. This is your choice. You you were either late, you bought tickets. I want you to late, think about all of your bad choices, and here's the result of them. You have to sit sort of half laying down in this seat. Right? And Do you like your neck? I hope not, because it's going to hurt <laughs> real bad. In Maybe the next it's just for people who like straining their neck. Maybe so. You know what? Maybe it's, it's a very for like specific audience. Aggressive slouchers. Exactly, but. We're not sponsored by Next Slouchers. We're sponsored, sponsored by, by Alamo Draft. Well, not sponsored, not sponsored by Alamo Draft House. Go to AlamoDrafthouse.com. Download the app. We're not sponsored by them, but... Do they have an app? They do. And okay, they, have a, cool. they have rewards points. Excellent. Buy tickets, get points, get a free meal. But we're not sponsored by them. No, we love them. We just love them. Enjoyed it last night. So go to AlamoDrafthouse.com. Movie theaters are opening up. Everything's opening up. And go it just see felt a movie. really good to go see a movie. It felt really good. It felt really it good. It felt really freaking good. So, Seth, who's our other not sponsor? Our other not sponsor is Texas Rainstorms. Otherwise known as the Five Minute Typhoon. Dude, that was nuts. We, we went to uh, Cabaret, and, you know, it was, a, it was like sprinkling a little bit, just kind of spitting at you. Uh, we tried to sit outside, started raining a little harder, moved back in. And we're all kind of sitting around the table having having drinks and somebody starts to walk outside and it's like somebody just like it's just like hot breath of just water and and fog just spills into the bar and the people who are walking out are like, you know what? We can have another we drink. We can have another drink. They, and it was somebody that we knew, yeah. uh, Temple Baker. And uh, I guess it was a date, maybe a friend. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I, I'm not going to assume it was a date, who but knows? who knows? They're walking out, and we say goodbye to them. Yeah. <laughs> and two seconds later, they they're, walk out. They're right. just like, we're not doing we're not, it. And we look outside, and it's, it's literally sideways. It is a sideways sheet of water. And, and the best part is, because everybody in the bar, like, it's a small bar, so everybody sees that happen. So the next people who walk in are these two girls just soaking wet, dripping. They, they burst in, and everybody looks at them. And breaks into spontaneous. It applause. was an action. We like applauded them, and then we cheers. No one bought them drinks, so it yeah, wasn't. That, nobody bought them a drink. Well, maybe someone. Did. I hope somebody. We did. didn't buy them drinks. That's true. But everyone was very impressed. We at were their busy. Everybody was super impressed at their commitment to get in there. I do need you to mention that you were Jesus for a second, right? In so, that moment, again, another very awesome experience. Um, I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around. And there's a, an older gentleman sitting in the bar, a gray T-shirt. He's looking at me, and his, his pupils are just dilated. And he looks at me, and he says, you look like Jesus sitting there. <laughs> and I, I, I've been in this situation before. I turned to him, and I very politely, I'm sorry, sir, I'm not Jesus, but bless you anyway. And he looks at me. He blinks slowly, licks his lips, and he's like, I'm on mushrooms right now. And I was like, and then you, I noticed that you slow. He was in a bar he stool. Was in a bar that stool that I noticed that you just pushed his. Knee I just kind of slowly, and he slowly turned around. I slowly turned about. I said, "Well, then you have a blessed night." You sir. have a blessed. It was really funny to watch. It was really. Funny. You handled it very uh, well. I thought so. I hope. I hope because like you want whenever those things happen to make sure that the person who's reaching out has 
a good experience and that doesn't turn into like a negative moment that just just tr- like just triggers a terrible trip. trip and brings up childhood well, memories. I'm really glad that he saw you and thought you were Jesus because right. I mean you handled that way better than I would because I would <laughs> I would start asking him who he is, sure, right. how his life is, right, you what he's up to. Into I would have really leaned into it mm-hmm. and I don't think it would have ruined his experience. So potentially, I I hope he had a wonderful night. I hope he's safe. Shout out, shout out to Cabaret. Shout out to Texas Rainstorms. And shout out to Alma Draft House. You, all three of you, made a great night last night. Absolutely. And now we get to talk about this day in Texas history, which we are very thankful for because last night we <laughs> had to talk in Texas about history was not the fun. founding of the Border Patrol, and no one will ever hear that audio. And to be perfectly honest, we were not ready to talk about that. We did realize that we do need to have an immigration expert and yeah. a Border Patrol expert on the show at some point to talk about the complex subject Absolutely. of immigration into Texas specifically and that whole thing. But, but luckily we don't have to do it today. we don't have to do that today. <laughs> so on this day in Texas history, something far less innocuous happened. In Fort Worth, the Texas Spring Palace opened on May 30th, 1890. Aww. And this was essentially just like a giant farmer's market meant to promote Texas as a place for people to move. So the guy who founded it just kind of gathered all these Texas products and tried to put them under one roof to showcase everything Texas had to offer. Blue bonnets, you know, uh, what else does Texas Cotton. Do? Cotton, I'm sure. Rocks. Pecan pines. Um, Little mason jars of oil. I mean, I'm just, I don't think Shiner was around yet, but Shiner Beer was probably there. <laughs> they were sponsoring, doing their, doing their uh, crowdsource. Little little, little, thing. little things, little branding activities. And uh, you know what? It was such a success. They did it again the next year in 1890. Okay. And it was such a rip-roaring party that they burned the place down. Did they actually they light actually it on fire? Light, they actually <laughs> lit it on fire. I mean, I guess this was back in the day where if you were at a party, there was right. a risk there was of like a, a candle of tipping over. Right. Or a gas lamp yeah. just so, getting knocked off the barrel. So 1889, really fun party. Nothing bad happened. 1890, lit the whole building on fire. Literally burned the literally place literally down. Literally burned the place down, and uh, they didn't have it again. Hey, but it happened. But it happened. And then after that, on this day in Texas history, in 1939, the State Soil Conservation Board was organized. And I'm not going to talk about that, because that sounds really boring. Sounds very boring. It was in response to the Dust Bowl. Sounds useful. Which Contrary to the way it sounds, it was not just a bowl of dust. It was a cloud of dust. It was a cloud of dust that uh, occurred during the Great Depression. And, and it made it worse. <laughs> made it way worse than it had to be. Exactly. If you ever see like pictures from that time and you just see, like it looks like fog, but it's just dust. It's just dust. It was everywhere. I remember reading this book in elementary school, and they were talking about the dust bowl and how the, the mom would be getting dinner ready, and she'd set all the like silverware and plates and stuff face down on the table. And in the, like, 10, 15 minutes it took to just get all the food over the table, there would already be dust settled over everything when they flipped it over. Oh, my god! Isn't that insane? That sounds... That's they have a right to look very upset in every picture yeah, from like that time. I, I look at those pictures and I'm like, yeah, you should be angry. That you had every right to be hard. Especially the kids. They just got dragged from right. North Carolina to Kansas because right. Pappy was... Oh, sure. there's soil over there. We're going to farm. And they were like, great, great. Why can't we do it here? Cool. Because it's cheaper. Because it's cheaper. And then it was a dust bowl. It was back when, you know, you had five kids because two of them weren't going to make it. Exactly. <laughs> what else happened this day in Texas history? Also on this day in Texas history, 
Hilton Hotels was founded Hey-o. in Cisco, Texas. They were founded on uh, you know May 30th, 1919, and very quickly became a popular hotel chain by mm-hmm. 19 uh, they built one hotel per year from 1925 to 1930 wow and in texas in right? texas all okay. in texas and had eight hotels in total and then the great depression happened ah gotcha which almost tanked the whole venture and like yeah. we know hilton hotels today we know paris hilton we know mm-hmm. like all the you know the family or whatever yeah uh, I mean, it almost didn't happen. They they found some private investors in Galveston. They merged with another hotel group, and okay. then they founded the Drake Hotel in San Francisco. Okay, which is their first property outside of Texas. Okay, and that kind of catapulted them into the upper echelons of society. And Hilton Hotels became what it is today. Okay, so I actually thought it was interesting when you read this one before we hit record. Right, is this why? When you drive through a Cisco, Texas, mm-hmm. or a Stephenville, or San Angelo, mm-hmm. there's a really, really old building with Hilton on top. Absolutely, and it's not yeah. open. Like, no, it's none not of open. them it's are open. Like an old, it's a historical... Yeah. Wow, that that's is kind why. of interesting. Yeah, okay. cool, I've right? always wondered that. If it was like a hotel, or if, if it, it was, was just somebody named Hilton who used to sell the tires. city thought it'll be art if we put a Hilton sign on top of this building. Right, because Texas cities are really prioritizing art. I, you never know. There's, that's true. I mean, Marfa is... Mar- I, Marfa is Which Marfa. we'll get to them at some I, point. Dude, at some point. I feel like for Marfa, we need to have like... I feel like Sam Stavenal has something in Marfa, right? He he's he in like marathon. Grocery, marathon. He's in marathon. Okay, and I feel like that's a whole other episode. whole other episode. Here's for what sure. I think for Marfa: it'd be sort of like a conversations with a black man type of thing. Hmm. We would have a rancher from Marfa and like a, with a New Yorker who moved there to open ooh, an ice cream shop. That would be really cool. And just sit them and down just sit next them down to each and other and, like and say, "Hey, facilitate a conversation." Yes, because Marfa is one of those really cool towns. Uh, that really seems to only exist in a few places. Yeah. And well, it's also interesting for us because we grew up near-ish, near-ish to like, it. We knew what it was. Knew what it was. Drove through it a couple of times. And I think the biggest deal whenever we were around was the product store that was like, and that was even later. It, and in I think life. that was an installation, right? Yeah. That wasn't even like a big thing. No. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to talk about that. But that is not our small town of the day. That is not our small town of the day. Who is our small town well, of uh, the week? I I would make you guess, but I did that last night. So and, how we guess yeah, accurately this time? <laughs> so today's small town in Texas, you know it, you love it, even if you don't know it. Even if you don't know that you love it, you do. Dublin, Texas. Dublin, Texas, home of... Dublin Dr. Pepper. Dublin Dr. Pepper. So all of you fans of the 23 secret ingredients, is that what it is, or 23 flavors? 23 flavors. Flavors. All you fans of the 23 flavors have Dublin, Texas to thank. Yeah. That is where the original Dr. Pepper was made. Yes, it is. With... Imperial Texas sugar. Which is more expensive than, than the high fructose corn syrup that the rest of the country got. Exactly. But it made it taste so way better. much better. Dude, it's like, so Dublin, Texas, population 3,654 at the time of the 2010 census. is such a cool little town because they have so much Irish history, just kind of randomly. And that's yeah. not something, you know, obviously there's immigrants from all over that came to Texas, mm-hmm. but you don't hear about the Irish immigrants as much because mm-hmm. of how popular like barbecue is for the, from the German, from, from the German side, uh, and you the have Polish side, and the like, Tejano culture, the Tejano just, culture. So like the Irish side kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit as they do. Everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and Dublin kind of reminds me of like family guy because it was all centered around this, you know, 
essentially brewery. It's it's yeah. a factory that mm-hmm. makes you know liquid people buy. It's industrial, but it's mm-hmm. not a metal industrial. It's exactly. literally a drink factory. And it's one of those things that is really special to Texas because they only distributed the Dublin Dr Pepper within a forty mile radius. Yeah. So you couldn't get it outside of you know Comanche and like those types of places. Yeah. Which was crazy. And that that was, if you ever made the voyage from, say, where we grew up to Waco or to Houston or to mm-hmm. College Station, you ha- everyone would specifically go through Dublin so that you could, so pick, that you up could pick up a cases case. of Dublin Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. Or if you were in Abilene or in Cisco, if you were near-ish, yeah. you diverted to Dublin to go get a case of Dublin Dr. Pepper. Well, it's kind of like uh, whenever Dad was growing up, he talked about whenever people would make a run to Austin, they would always bring back Shiner beer mm-hmm. because you couldn't get it outside of that radius. Yeah. So it created this like special, I'm seeking this experience thing, which again is, I think, pretty unique to certain areas of Texas and, yeah. and other rural areas for sure, but like... I don't know. There's just this pursuit of that special liquid that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's on just some that level. liquid gold. Yeah, of... man. It's I just I think I think about like Richard Linklater making a movie about driving to Dublin. You know, <laughs> like it just reminds me of that that Texas hangout. Yeah, that, just we're getting together and someone says, "Man, I I could really use a Dublin Dr right. Pepper." And, and you're eight like, hours away. You're like, I don't have anything to do today. Let's go get Dublin. Let's Dr. go Pepper. get Dublin Dr Pepper. Which is now I just by nature of a job I had two jobs ago would have to, I was consulting with the Dublin ISD school system and I didn't know this until I was in Dublin on like my first visit to their campus that Dublin Dr. Pepper is no more. No, it closed down. Well, they closed it down. Mm. I'm pretty sure they said that Dr. Pepper, the company bought out, the, the factory. The factory in the Dublin side. So now yeah. it's the Dublin Soda Company. Yeah. But they can't make the Dr. No. Pepper. They make something similar, but it's not the it's same not thing. It's not the Dublin Dr. They Pepper. They still use Texas Imperial Sugar. Yeah. But it's not the 23 flavors. It's like, it's more like root beer. Exactly. So um, if you're going through Dublin, definitely still stop by. Definitely check it out. Dublin Soda Company. Grab a Dr. Pepper, then grab a Guinness. Like, there are, <laughs> Guinness. there's an insane amount of Irish heritage yes. in Dublin, uh, Texas. Exactly, and one of the like one of the only Texas places where you can like find a pub on every corner. True, you can find a pub, which is super rare, and just four leaf clovers everywhere, everywhere, all over the place. When you drive in, like there's a four leaf. Yeah, clover, so right? if you drive, there's you can drive in from four different directions. Yeah, and there's a huge four leaf clover on each side. Just welcome to Dublin. Yeah. It, it's they're literally saying welcome. Yes, yeah, this, we are This Irish. is exactly it, what you think it, it is. It's Dublin. Yes, we are all. We're all. We're just gonna let you know now. Don't freak out. Even though you didn't have to guess, I'm pretty sure we you can may guess. or may not have leprechauns. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you see if you see small people around, they might be children. They might be they leprechauns. Might be some, you know, might just be a little person. Don't spook them. Don't spook them. Exactly. What did the Wikipedia page say? Why do people live there now? Because people must have sure. lived there when the factory was open. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why we like doing these small towns of the week is to really look at how did it begin to exist, but also how does it still exist today if there's no... So part of it is just the history of it. In 2005, uh, Rick Perry signed a bill that made Dublin the official Irish capital of Texas uh, because of the amount of Irish. And all the there. other Irish towns in Texas were really mad. Very mad. Um, I actually think that the closing of Dublin Dr. Pepper as the Dr. Pepper plant 
is going to have a big effect on the economy and the amount of people that live there. Mm-hmm. But it's still open. Like, it's still a soda plant. Yeah. So I, I think that while the population will be reduced, I don't think it'll change a whole lot. Okay. And again, like, it's it's pretty close to other cities. Yeah, know? I mean, Stephenville's right uh, there. Yeah. Waco's there. Mm-hmm. Abilene's really close. So, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, like, okay. It's, it's not going good. anywhere. I like knowing that they're not going to die mm-hmm. out. Yeah, exactly. But if you're listening to this, if you're driving anywhere near Dublin, drive through Dublin, stop at a pub, stop mm-hmm. at the Dublin Soda Company, have a good time. There you go. Texas Badass of the Week. Texas Badass of the Week. All right, our Texas Badass of the Week. Wow, I just moved my knee and it hurt really bad. So, this week's Texas Badass. One, I feel like people are going to get a big feel for our personalities as we alternate, as we alternate who we badasses. choose for this. Sure, sure. Texas Badass of the Week is Gibson Jerome Haynes, mm. otherwise known as Gibby Haynes. Okay. Frontman of one of my favorite hardcore bands slash punk bands, The Butthole Surfers. The Butthole Surfers. The Butthole Surfers. And uh, what's their famous song again? Uh, well, they have, let's see, what's their biggest hit? Uh, the Come Jack, on, you know it. The Jack Officers is on here. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? There was one on Guitar Hero, there too. There was one on well. Guitar Hero, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that song? I Look, man, come on. You're the one who did who did this badass. Well, you, I was going to read more of his to... history, not his song list. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to mention the butthole surfers, you got to bring it up. But he does. I'm, here, I'll read what. I'm just going to read a bit of this background here, though. Because we do, we do have Gibby Haynes to thank partially for yeah. the Texas, the Austin right. no, music that's true. scene. That's true. We, we have the Butthole Surfers to thank, thank for that. I also just think it's interesting because I think if you heard the name Butthole Surfers, you would think, oh, that's like a California band. Right. They were founded right here in right Austin, here. Texas. So born and raised in Dallas, Texas, Gibby Haynes is the son of actor Jerry Haynes, mm-hmm. best known as Dallas-based children's TV host Mr. Peppermint <laughs> and Doris Haynes. His uncle was Fred E. Haynes Jr. Haynes attended Trinity University to study accounting. Mm. After graduating, he went to work as an auditor for the accounting firm Pete Marwick. In 1981, Haynes and Trinity classmate Paul Leary published the magazine Strange VD, which featured photos of abnormal medical ailments coupled with fictitious, humorous explanations for the diseases. After being caught with one of these pictures at work, Haynes left the accounting firm and moved to South California along with Leary. After a brief period spent selling homemade clothes and linens emblazoned with Lee Harvey Oswald's image, the pair returned to San Antonio and launched the band that would eventually become the Butthole Surfers, which was notorious for their elaborate stage shows and psychedelic music. Haynes played saxophone on several albums, including the band's debut LP, Psychic, Powerless, Another Man's Sack. Haynes, along with ministry frontman Al Jurgensen, lived with Timothy Leary and were used as guinea pigs for psychedelic experiments. Haynes appeared with Ministry, recording the lead vocals of their song, Jesus Built My Hot Rod, and the 2006 revolting C-word, CD and titles, C-word, and Loaded. I'm just not going to say that no, word. No, we can't. Haynes has also fronted the band P with friend and actor Johnny Depp. He also did guest vocals for the Dead Milkmen and Destruction, Eric Avery's short-lived post-Jane's Addiction band. Haynes' solo project is called Gibby Haynes and His Problem. In 2009, he produced Varshans, a record of cover songs by the Lemonheads, featuring guest vocals from Liv Tyler and Kate Moss. Gibby Haynes also appeared as a guest vocalist on the song Atlanta by Mastodon, which was limited edition 
PlayStation release on April 18th, 2015 to celebrate Record Store Day 2015. Also a painter in spring of 2011, Haynes exhibited some of his watercolors and drawings at the Reese's Activity Space in Kid Yellen Gallery located in Brooklyn, founded by Charlotte Kidd and Dustin Yellen. Very cool. What's so, he up to today? Just kind of hanging out, he, painting? So, he is, so Butthole Surfers still play. Oh, really? They're actually... Do they tour or do they just they, like do guest spots? They do guest spots and they get referenced a lot by a lot of more prominent bands sure. today as inspiration when they were kids. Like they have sort of had an underground resurgence okay. just as far as people who are people interested into the hardcore scene discovering discovering butthole surfers. surfers they started bands so and then he's also a dj and sure. still plays saxophone still writes music cool i i just think that so okay what what makes him a texas badass well i just i because like i i like how broad the category is yeah. like last last week we talked about undeniably one of the coolest women in history one of the coolest people in history oh for sure i mean that was episode two and i think we'll forever reference that is oh, that is, so. the, that most is badass like person, the most badass person bar like, none for sure pretty close to it that i can go two ways yeah. with why i would say gibby haynes is, is a, a texas badass, badass. yeah I mean, one, he's from Texas, so that's... One, he's from... So, three ways. Prerequisite. One, he's from Texas. Two, I do think that he shows the diversity of Texas Mm -hmm. as far as he is one of the most appreciated, favorite musicians, songwriters, frontmen in that scene, and I really think, like, you you don't have bands like Green Day without Butthole Surfers. You don't have... You don't have bands like even 21 Pilots without the butthole surfers. You no. don't have any of that. So there's a there's the badassery in the way that he has forged a path for bands that have changed music, have changed the hardcore punk scene, who have made far more popular music, for sure, than right. the butthole surfers. So I think there's something... Exactly. See? And... I just think there's something really cool about that, even though that might not be the most popular music genre right. ever. I do still think there's something to be said about. <laughs> we can't we can't play the song, but I, I needed you to know that Pepper is there. Pepper is still one. there. I, I do appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Which so, I guess is a reference to his dad's TV character. Exactly. And so there, there's something to be said, one, about the fact that this one person is sort of single-handedly responsible for a lot of the music that right. we I mean, hear today. People talk about like Nirvana as being such a huge influence. Exactly. And they were, for sure. Yes. But Butthole Surfers are just as influential and more prolific. And we can still say the same thing of we probably yeah. don't have Nirvana without, without Butthole Surfers. Exactly. So there's that piece of it. And then I, I have an appreciation for... When you think Butthole Surfers and when you read his history, you don't think Texas necessarily. No, not at all. But there's something so Texas about that. Right. There's something about his own rebellion sort of against... Well, again, it's that independent spirit. Yeah. And it's... I love how whenever people think of Texas music, they usually think of, like, country... That type thing. Exactly. And And the music scene here is so diverse. Super diverse. I mean, obviously, you have hardcore bands like that. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that, you know, he could have started that band in California, but they... They moved back They here. moved back to San Antonio, and there, there's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. So, the the boldness and the bravery within their style and right. within the, the intention behind some of their... What seems like goofiness or seems really crude or right. seems absurd... There's still, to me, something very Texas about 
yeah. that. It's still the independent spirit. It's still the rebellion. It's still this periphery, you know, while everyone... It, it it almost embodies that you can all go to hell, I'm going to Texas right. spirit. Like, you can all do your country music thing. Right. I'm still going to do this crude punk rock thing here. And this is just as Texan as country. Yeah. And there's also that sort of Texan callous hand stubbornness of. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to do it here. I don't yeah. care that. I don't care that it's not popular right now. <laughs> I'm still going to do it I'm here. I'm still going to do it here. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still going to be who I am here. Show up or not, this is what I'm doing. Exactly. So that that's the twofold reason that I, I like chose it. Gibby Haynes, the frontman and founder of the Butthole Surfers. Do you think they surfed buttholes, or were they buttholes who surfed? I really think they were just in a room and thought, what's just the most absurd sure, name the most we absurd could have? Name. That's fair. So it's like a Kaiser Soze moment. Somebody's butt's out, <laughs> and they're just like, butthole? Surf? Butthole surfboard? Like, butthole. I want to go surfing. Hmm. hmm. There's something here. There's something here. You know what? We'll just use as a placeholder name for a while, and, and we'll think of something better eventually. Yeah, it's just, and then it just, stuck. and then it just stuck. Oh well, if I had a if if I had a band, I wouldn't want to name it. I would just sure. want to every time we play a gig say that we're a sports team. Just sure. Hello, we are the Dallas Mavericks. Right. Hey, what's up? We're the New York Giants. <laughs> just do that every single time. You're so punk rock, dude. Oh, thanks. That's so. Punk. I am a butthole surfer. That's fan. so punk. I really feel like somebody called and was like, all right, cool. We're going to book your band. Uh, what's its name again? Uh, butthole Surfers. Butthole Surfers. <laughs> ah. Oh, guys, we forgot to name the band. It's, it's that quick, scene quick, in the movie quick. where they look in the first two things right. they see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe they were on a beach. Maybe. It was, you know. Uh, butthole Surfers. You know, the famous San Antonio beaches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the river walk, just on catching some waves. Walk, catching some waves. That would oh be so gosh. cool to surf the river walk, like on a, on a flood surge. <laughs> An actual, uh, <laughs> like a tidal board just coming through. That would be pretty cool. That would be super That'd fun. That would be awesome. Man. It would also be the opposite of silence. Oh, so jumping into... This is a little pivot. Just a quick pivot. That was a great we, transition, by the way. And we have done a really good job of not talking about A Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Since we walked out of Since the theater Since we walked out of the theater, night. I think we both said one or two small things. And so, and then we just we haven't. So let me let me ask, man, what'd you think? It's first movie back, like, first movie back, and that does affect the experience. Does affect the experience it was sure. the first movie, and we were also like, admittedly, I, I did not mind, but we were on the front row. We were on the front row. That's my fault. <laughs> this, again, it doesn't matter. It just. It, I mean, here's, it does here's affect, the thing. It does affect the experience. It affects the experience. I bought those tickets two days in advance. And there was way more than six feet between sure. us and the only other couple that right. was yeah, exactly. on that row. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <coughs> it was 12 feet, not yeah. six feet. There was some room. We easily could have moved. Anyway, so the first movie back and it being out of a draft house yeah. definitely ups definitely just ups the experience. overall experience, yeah. even if we were on the front row craning our necks the whole time. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I... It's I'm going to go in and jump to I didn't like the ending. I didn't either. And this all comes back to, in reality, I just sort of hate it when really good movies decide to do a trilogy after the fact. Sure. Because I really don't think John Krasinski read A Quiet Place, the first script, and, and was thought, like, this is three movies for sure. Let's make three. He just thought, I want to make a really good movie. Which he did. Which he did, and now he has decided to make... Well, two other decent let's be movies. Very clear. A studio went, "Hey, this made a lot of money. Let's make more. I will pay you a whole lot of money to make two more." And he went, "Yeah, I like money. 
I bet he looked at his kids and said, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Which you, I, I you, can't. You mean you're going to employ me and make sure that I can eat and do all the things I like to do for the next, my whole life? Without even having to do an office Without, yeah. remake? Sign me up. Sign me up, man. And again, this goes back to the on it sellout thing. Yeah. I don't mind that at no, all. Not, well, and this isn't even really, I mean, especially in the movie business, like getting the green light to make three movies that's not selling out. That's kind of the point. The, and especially for him, if a quiet place before. was his first, his first directorial, directorial debut, yeah, and then yeah. he gets told, "Hey, here's two more." Just right. so, and he may not even direct the second, the, the, third, the third one. one. I bet he does, though. He might. And um, here's the thing: back to the ending, I did not like. Right. But so, okay. Spoiler alert: in three, two, one. Say the ending. Yeah, yeah. Well, she hangs. She hangs her little earpiece right. with the high frequency that's freaking out the monsters. Right. And then it just cuts off right there. Yeah. And she's separated from yeah her mom and her brother and the new baby. They're in two different places. Mm-hmm. She still saved them, which is cool. I just would have appreciated the reuniting. Sure. To happen piece. and then it closed, but it just shut right at. Well, it's so funny because the movie again. I enjoyed the movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was a good movie. I like. The, the part of me that is going to be the critic right now is being critical. Yeah. Not because I didn't like it, but because I, I thought it was really good and could have been even better. And mm-hmm. there, there's this feeling I got in it. Because, again, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well made. Yeah. I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well shot. Well written. Well written. I thought... I also appreciated... I, I'm going to let yeah, you please. get to your criticisms because I do want to hear Thanks, them. Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> Wait, what? Thanks, Kanye. I thought you said I'm going to let you finish. Other word <laughs> oh, um, yeah. that rhymes with Kanye, kind of. Anyway... And I really appreciated that we got right to it as far as sure. just from the jump. They had the little flashback, <clears throat> but then it was this is the monsters because the whole first movie, right. you don't see the monsters pretty until much the whole time, the very end. Right. I actually like that. They just sort of got rid of that at the beginning of this one. Just five minutes in, there's the monster. This is them. They're going to be right. you are going to see them right from here on out. I liked that. I liked that they just went ahead and got it out of the way. We're going to see the monsters this time. We can deal with that. And I also did appreciate that they did just jump right to it. They had a little flashback at the beginning that was the beginning of the whole thing. Right. And introduced a new character, which was important for later on for in the later, movie. For later, it created a situation where... At the very end, they tied it back to the first. Exactly. And showed character growth, which, which again, well executed. Yes. Very, very well executed the entire thing. And I appreciated that after that flashback, it, it goes right to the morning after right. John Krasinski has died. I mean, it, the moment. The moment. It's, he's and I got to say, man, the death of their father really aged those kids. <laughs> okay, that was the one piece I was gonna get to. I simultaneously appreciate that they jumped right back in where we left off. Yeah, and they were just like, the but kids, also like, the, the kids are taller and older. Fuck also, it. how <laughs> they, they didn't hide it? Just yeah, they aged two years yeah, from the last time it. you saw them, and they're in they were in age in the first yeah. one where any growth is obvious, obvious because they were yeah. adolescents mm-hmm. the first time, and now yeah. they're teenagers. Uh-huh. The better part, though, was just blazing right through this part of Emily Blunt just gave birth right. to a two-foot-long, 25-pound right. baby. Very healthy-looking. With hair. Yeah. And also, she's not breastfeeding or tired. Right. I get she's that. She's just fine. We just blew past do you the... Know, do you know what my favorite part, legitimately, of this whole thing was? What? Like, little, like again, 
I'm not somebody who's going to like get hung up on plot holes. I yeah. don't care. I think plot holes are part of movies. That's just, yeah. just fucking the plot hole surfers. Just don't worry about it. The plot hole surfers. I love that. Uh, Killing Murphy's character wore shoes the whole time. <laughs> so apparently, apparently they're just walking around barefoot for no reason. And he's just got on shoes. And he's just got on shoes and he's fine. I, it doesn't matter. I can't. He's not walking on sand either. No, he's just, he's, he's not just, even really tiptoeing. No. He's just sort of looking around as yeah. he walks. That. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah, man, just these peasants without shoes about. on. Yeah, yeah, dad really took care of them. Yeah, right. Can't even provide shoes Can't in this even situation. Put shoes on his kids, man. Oh my gosh, forces them to walk around. That's so funny. But yeah, Shoeless. they just they they blow past that. They blow past that. Emily Blunt just gave birth, and right. the baby's massive. Mm-hmm. But whatever. And then they they well, they make this trek. They make this trek. And the son steps in a bear trap. Yeah. And I mean, that's seven minutes in. And I, I like that because I thought, I okay, too. cool. We're just, yeah, we are going because yeah. all of the first one was tension building. Tension. It was all the about building tension. Was building, and and I, it was, it worked. It worked really well. I'm really glad they didn't I'm try glad, to do that yeah, because I, I was scared that they were going to try to. I was too. You remember talking about it. I was like, I'm afraid they're going to try and recreate the first one. And they and didn't. Can't. And that's why I'm glad they showed the monsters from yeah. the jump. They showed the monsters. Mm-hmm. They created momentum. They blew past the fact that the kids are 15 now. Yeah, they just blew past a lot of stuff really quick. <laughs> it was really fast. And then they, they like, chopped a kid's leg off almost to get us past all of the stuff that yes. was really quick. And exactly. Like, oh, cool. No, oh, now cool. We're now we're here. Now we're in the movie. <laughs> cool. Yes. So uh, the, the I love how we only had one bear trap out. Right? Just, <laughs> again, another, just so there's. And you're barefoot, right? So, like, why wouldn't you be, wa- like, you wouldn't watch where you're going? I also don't understand why he had a trap for the monsters to make noise. Right. When you could just set no traps and stay in your lair. Right. I, I just don't understand there, why there you're. Was, tra- there was a lot of little stuff that <laughs> like, was why like. Why does your trap make more it's noise? like, it feels like your noise, it feels like your whole your whole situation is set up for this one moment. Yes, exactly. And it was, and it was and literally I'm, again, I'm okay with that because it threw us into that situation of like, you know, the, the kid that whose leg got caught, yeah. like he didn't have a lot to do in the other movie. No, and well, he was a little, he was, yeah, he was, he was scared. He his, was scared. And that, and again, his whole thing is he's the scared brother. Right. Whilst his deaf sister is he's a badass. And she's kind of the whole thing, which she was awesome. She was great. The, the whole, time. whole movie. Yeah, I really, really, really so well much. She's great. She Even, did great. Did you see the, uh, the King Arthur imagery at the very end, whenever she pulls the, the stake out of the, yes. the monster and it's that upshot of her, Right. It's like, yeah. okay, this is our savior. And then it shows the brother again just breathing hard in that little When he thing. has his moment of growth, too. They give him, They give him his, his moment of growth because when the thing opens, he's the one who walks out with the gun to kill the monster. That's true. But that's his little moment. That's his, that's little, his moment, little moment. Which is fine. Like, it's not about him. It's not. How about how about how Emily Blunt spends way too long going to the little cross where they, they had their memorial to put her ring? Just when when the when the time to do that is immediately whenever she goes back under to the water. And is that like that's when you leave the room? <laughs> You do it not then for sure, especially because the very next shot is yeah. her walking through the dark. Right. I'm, I'm just going to throw something out there. Right. In a dire situation where monsters who kill you if you make noise, she's going to eat medicine, which is cool. Yeah, she has to. Don't stop at the cross. Just go get the medicine. Go get the medicine. It's going to be dark outside when you're walking. That's horrifying. Well, and you're leaving your kid alone with your baby 
way longer than you have to. Exactly. And the kid's already made it pretty clear that he's not prepared for this. And he doesn't want to be prepared. Doesn't want to be prepared. He's made it clear that yeah. he doesn't want to be here. He's yeah. not prepared. He's, he's not scared. Like, he's, he's obviously already jealous of this this baby who's already better than him in every exactly. way. Exactly. He's, he's very scared of everything <laughs> and is not right. hiding it. He's very aware that he's not his dad. I did. It was really cheesy that they... He's the one character I think that they've gone the obvious directions. Yeah. She leaves him in the thing. Well, they needed, and then a freaking course he leaves. Right, he the, leaves the he leaves the layer to layer. go look for stuff for for what for reason? no reason. Isn't his leg in insane pain? And he's got an infection in there. Yeah, that was. Just, but he has Again, to go look he has because to go look. He's, he's he's Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Right. He's, he has to look. He has to look because he's an uh, idiot. Yeah, like you have to have that character. Oh, he dies in the third movie. I'm actually getting mad talking about the brother now. Yeah. Well, maybe he learned his lesson. That's fair. But again, like, and the whole reason he had to go looking for things is so that he could build Killian Murphy's character. That's true. Because he found the dead wife. Yeah. That he was just was Killian Murphy's character just leaving her there as sort of he couldn't. So the whole thing with Killian Murphy's character, right, is that everybody loved died. Yeah. And it was his fault. And he couldn't because he's deal, a coward because he's a coward and he couldn't deal with anything on the outside world. So he just hold up and he kept his dead wife Over right there. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I'm now realizing he was living in that underground layer. Yeah. But where the sun went was, I guess, their original, their layer. original like place yeah. and so he just sort of left all of that uh-huh. there. There were a lot of dead bodies in this one. There were a lot of dead bodies in this one. Um were the the people who trapped them at the docks. Were those mm. cannibals? Is that really uh, what was going on there? I mean it seemed to be like okay. there were very like, you know they went a little extreme there. Uh and they I, didn't explain I, it. They there was one line of dialogue that was really quick with Killian Murphy. When they're talking about, you know, when you, when you saw the bonfire, did you know? Did you know it was us? Why didn't you come get us? And he's like, "The people that are left, you don't want to be any. You, you don't want any part of it." Yes, but that's. Uh, but I wish, and they that's would, all it was. And maybe just the third one explains bit. that more. But I right. am left to wonder: Are they infected with something? No, they're just. Th- are they, they just crazy and they tribal? Had to figure out how to live the same way, and okay. it, it represents the other, and it represents. The uh, the bad parts of humanity. Right? That's fair. So that's all it is. Is okay. this represents what happens when you uh, leave something to be corrupted? Okay. And then the island represents you know the tree of life, unity, unity, safety, safety, taking care of one another, right. community, exactly. Blah blah blah. Okay, get to your criticisms. I've already said. No, I mean we we've kind of been talking about them a yeah. little bit, and I mean the big criticism for me is like I really didn't want another story about this family. Like yeah, I, which you I, said I don't from care. the get-go. I didn't care. I knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen every step of the way, which is not a bad thing. I don't I don't mind that necessarily. I've, and I've, it has been done before. It's been done before. I've read a lot of scripts. Uh, I watch a lot of movies. So it's not that it was surprising. Again, I enjoyed watching a really well-made movie. I just didn't care to see this done again. Because what was cool about A Quiet Place is the manipulation of sound. And they smartly didn't do that in this one. Because they can't do it again. They emphasize sound in that opening scene where literally everything, like, the sound designer had a ball of a time. Oh, yeah. Just, like, amping up all these little sounds to make it more extreme later when things are quiet. But now you're adding all these other characters and people are talking. So it's a whole different experience. Yeah. And it it went from being, you know, a really intense Jaws movie. Also a movie we'd never seen before. Right. To being Lord of the Rings. Like, which is fine, but Lord of the Rings is better. So True. I, for me, my, my big criticism is, again, I don't care about this family at all. 
after their big accomplishment, killing the monster. Yeah. Because I knew the whole thing was going to be, oh, uh, the cheerleader saves the world. Like, the, the, the disabled girl is the one who uh, shows herself to be courageous and is the one who steps up and mm-hmm. shows us that the she weakest among the us signal. can be the strongest among us. Yeah. Great. I love that message, too. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. My, uh, that was not the horror movie I wanted. And because the, 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 like all the stakes, like nobody died. Nobody important died. That's true. I, I'm so bummed that they killed the black guy real fast. So, I mean, he had like, five minutes, five what, minutes of screen. And time. I like your point of you didn't want to see this family again. Yeah. I would have loved to would see have loved his to family. See that story, that story. Like the, whenever he was sitting around the fire talking about how they had 12 boats lined up, ready to go. And only, only two, two of them made out. it. Show, show me that. that. Like, show me that. Show me that. You don't that even have to do so cool. You don't even have to do the we can't make noise mm-hmm. thing. No. Just start it. Start it right. Start it day one. So, we're in line for the mm-hmm. boats. The monsters are here. We know so they're start here. Start the movie the same way. Yeah. As this one, but focus on that family. Yeah. That would be. That would be really. That I would enjoy a, that movie more. Yeah, I agree I, with I you also there. Would have. But again, that's not the movie we got. Yeah. Ha- I enjoyed the movie. I just think that. I understand. I understand that you have to do it this way. This is the story people want to see. I get that. And I also think it's, it's just the not story, the story I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, are you not interested in it? Because this is a very classic story. It's a very classic story. It, it's, and it's all, gone from... I mean, all story... John Joseph Campbell, Hero with a Thousand Faces. Like, yeah. It, they're all the same story. Yeah. But the, the big problem I had was it's the same story as the first one. Yeah. With lower stakes. And even, even though the literal stakes were higher, yeah. there were no consequences. That's so true. in the first one, literally the smallest noise could kill you was death. Yeah. And in this one, people are running around screaming, yelling from the get go. Yeah. And talking. So people are people talking. talking and nobody important seems to be at risk. That's true. In that first one, John Krasinski dies. Like that is a huge. Well, he kills himself. He, right. sacrifices, he sacrifices himself. himself for his family. And that's a huge consequence so i i don't like it when movies like this increase stakes and decrease consequence like i get that if they failed everybody would have died like i get yeah. that but like nobody important did that's true i thought killian murphy's character was gonna I thought die he was gonna, but then I, that also would have sucked because it's john krasinski all over again it's right, the same his his character had to learn that he could be brave and that he wasn't a coward. He had to transform himself through through sacrifice and through doing what he needed to do. He got what he wanted. That's true. Which is again like that's very satisfying. I was, but ultimately it was a good movie that I uh, didn't necessarily want. So I was left feeling unsatisfied. And, and I agree with and, that. And to your point, it partially it's because of how they ended it. They they. My biggest criticism is that this whole movie felt like a first act. Well, it was in a way. In a way, it was because again, a quiet place was made as one movie. Just yeah. this is the movie this we're is making, a standalone movie. And then they said, and then they picked Here's it up two for, more. Yeah. So now, of course, they think, well, let's just make the first act and the second act. I guess that's um, what I think. And that, I mean, you're probably right. But now we're now we're in that situation where they have to open up the world way bigger. Yeah. Now, because now they're on the island, mm-hmm. and now they have to go the have next to go places, and they have to some fortress the, somewhere right. that they have to get to, which is fine. It'll I, be fine. What I'm dissatisfied with is I I truly loved the first one so much. Oh, it's so just good. Back to it. No one had ever done it before. No, they like built that. the tension so well. Yeah. 
for me, for me, there is a subtle gospel message in yeah. there, which I loved. Well, watching John again. Krasinski step into the director role mm-hmm. and doing something doing so, so well. different, so innovative. Just that whole you you can't do. I will. I don't think I'll ever see another movie like that again. I mean, you as will, f- but it won't be that movie. It won't be that movie. You know, what I, I mean? mean, just as far as seeing something that I think the whole time, oh my gosh, I have never seen this before. Right. And then what's dissatisfying just wait till I make about you watch Midsummer? Number two. Oh gosh. Number two and number three is I'm gonna watch them mm-hmm. because and I'm gonna have a good time. It's I'm gonna, gonna be have a good, good time, movie. but I will leave dissatisfied mm-hmm. from the piece of because it's not the first one. It's not the first one, and I'm gonna walk out like we did last night. That was good. I've seen it before. <sighs> yeah. So you I give said. it seven out of ten. Yeah, I, I think seven out of ten. It is, is a, a really is a good, good movie. It's a really good movie. I would. Here's how I would put it. I would watch it with someone who hasn't watched mm-hmm. it. One I would more never time. watch it on my own. Yeah, I would never yeah. just pull it up because I want to watch if, it. If, if I was scrolling channels and it was on, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't stop. Yeah. So but, seven. But I enjoyed it. And if it's on, it. if somebody else is watching it, I will join you and watch it and be happy. Yeah. Plus, especially now that we've aired out our criticism, yeah, exactly. you can watch it and just, yep, there's no shoes. He has shoes. Right. Doesn't here's seem to the matter. thing. All right. All whatever. Right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also do want to point out that the deaf girl, she's brave, she's courageous. Sure, sure. I don't understand how she can just gets to go walk out on her own from the place of she has no clue if she's making if she's, noise she or not. No idea. No idea. No clue. She, no, the faintest idea. Even if she's tiptoeing, she right. has no idea she has if no she's clue. making noise. Right. Like she doesn't have a concept of what making noise is, not but really. she just gets to go out on her own and just make no noise. Right. I call, I call false. I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and and eventually they gave us her making noise and exactly and not noticing when the monster explodes into the train. And exactly like, because they have to set up killing Murphy. Is, yeah. Oh, this oh, how it he's going to step up. All right. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, they had but to make her scared, and you know all the things. The whole thing. Um, did you see anything else this week? I d- okay, so I saw two things this week. Oh, you and saw I'm gonna two get things. To you know who in a second because okay. I saw him. Uh, day before uh, on Thursday before yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm developing a reputation as that guy when it comes to seeing famous people. Oh yeah. You told me and I'm not this. proud of it. I'm not telling the story as, but I, I think I said this to you whenever, whenever you told me, I was like, look, man, sometimes when you're just a fan of somebody, you can't help your reaction because you're seeing them in the wild and you don't expect it. Well, I think for me, it's there's a level of people I admire and appreciate that yeah. if I see them out in the wild, I appreciate them so much that I can stop to think, yeah, don't call attention to them right, right. now. And then there's another tier below them that I'm more just shocked to see them out in person and right. don't care about them enough to think respect oh, yeah, their this, this could possibly <laughs> respect their privacy, I right. guess. Like one time we saw we were in Kauai hiking and I saw Anders Holmvik who plays Durs and Workaholics and just erupted on the trail. Are you Anders Workaholics? He told that story on his podcast. Did he really? Yeah. Wait, are you being serious? I'm being serious. You didn't. You've never told me this. Can you send me a link to that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I didn't yeah. even know this. Yeah, he legitimately told this story on his podcast at, at a point. The, you know, the three workaholics guys have a podcast. No, I had no idea this. It exists. is amazing. I am They're ashamed. So funny. I am ashamed, dude. Okay, yeah, he but, t- he told this story. So it just erupts out of me. Are you Anders from Workaholics? And then I said, you "Got a tight butthole, man." 
he tells this story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was Well, that, that was sets you. up the scene for then yesterday. Right. I'm at a stop sign right next to the new La Barbecue joint. Right. Which looks awesome. Oh, the dude, new place I can't looks wait to great. And I look at my window and I see Tom Segura with on with uh Bikes! <laughs> With Eric with, Andre. With Eric Andre. Yeah. Just standing in line like a peasant. Right. I mean, if... Like a normal guy. Just a totally normal Which he dude. Is. With a hat and sunglasses right. on. The... In the do not disturb The mode. all-time sign of do not... Right. Acknowledge that I am who I am. Right. I roll down my window, and I yell before I even know I'm doing it. <laughs> Are you Topsy girl? <laughs> He just looks at me and goes, right. yeah, man. And I go, what up, jeans? <laughs> he just goes, what's up, man? And that's when Lance Armstrong rides by and goes, no. Bikes. Anyway, so that didn't happen. I saw Tom Segura. I definitely made a fool of myself. Thought, no, for sure. But like, I think I think whenever you're Tom Segura and your platform is the way it is, I think you expect a level of fan interaction a little that's a little different than like the normal well and I, I also just want to point out as far as his fans go sure. and the things that he expresses interest in sure in his realm of your mom's house yeah I'm sure he didn't expect that to happen that day, but like, but it's not like I walked up to him and showed him a video of right. somebody of falling off a bridge. Yeah, 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 which is something that he probably experiences. Experiences on there. I just said hi. Right, you said hi. But I still feel very bad What's about up, it. Jeans? And then I doubled down. You oh, you, oh and yeah, I got on Twitter, which I never post on. Right, and I tweeted and tagged him in it. Saw my favorite Japanese comedian at Tom Segura standing in line at La Barbecue today. Welcome to town. <laughs> this weird glimmer Dude, of hope, uh, like, maybe, like if maybe, see, maybe if I tweet him, he'll and I reference me. his material that way, right. he'll think, oh, it's he, a fan. It's, it's a fan. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He's not, he, you know, let's hang out. Not, <laughs> he's not telling his wife last night. Dude, right. I had the, just this idiot in a Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> barking at me. Oh, man. So, saw Tom Segura, but the day before that, we were out on Lake Travis. Yeah. And I saw him. You saw him? I saw him. Now, I was there, but I didn't see him. You didn't see him? I didn't see he him. He was moving going. pretty fast. Yeah. So, <laughs> land sighting of the Uh-oh. week. Land sighting of the week. Saw him. We're out on Lake Travis. We're with our uncle, with my lovely wife, with our cousin, and we're just scooting along, and... Oh my gosh! Here comes the yellow jersey. The oh. man himself, Lance Armstrong, is biking on, on the Lake water. Travis. He's going so fast that he's just skimming, he's skimming over the surf. Across. Wow! But then he sees me, and mm-hmm. he must have remembered me from right. another time that we saw each other, right, and I didn't do scene. anything to help him in the bar that right. time. He slows down next to the boat and looks at me as he's cycling on the water right. and says, "What?" You don't want to help cycle Jesus? <laughs> and I'm so dumbfounded that you I'm know. just staring back at him. And then he smiles and goes, nah, dude, I'm just busting your ball. <laughs> My man. And then he just cycles away. The things you can do with one ball. Exactly. It's amazing. It you, is, you remove that extra ball. It takes such a weight off of you. He's got a lot of balls for he's, he's got a, a lot guy of balls with, for one. with one. So that's where I saw Lance this Lance week. week. I just love the fact that he said, I'm just busting, I'm just your, busting ball. your ball. Because now I'm left to wonder, wait. Do you think all of us have? Are you so egotistical that the, because of your condition, you you're just we all, projecting that on every other guy? 
So call in with your land sightings, guys. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's land sighting of the week at texas.com. Lance sightings of the week at texas.com. We would Let love to hear your interactions with the man himself. Lance the man, Armstrong, the, myth, the living legend. Don't spook him, but also don't get too close. Right. We'd love to hear your he interactions. He also with goes him. by Juan Pelota, I've heard. <laughs> Does he really, though? No. Okay. <laughs> but that is my Lance signing of the week. That's Seth, a good one. What are we about to do? I know we're about to wrap up, but what I'm are we doing super this excited. We are about to drive to the beautiful town of Abilene, Texas, for our Get grandmother's me. 80th birthday. Congrats to Mima. Congrats to Mima. You've made it 80 years. We are very excited to see her. She is. And we get to see some cousins. See and, some cousins. And some see aunts our mom, and uncles. See our dad. Be, be in West devil. Texas. Do, should we put mom on the podcast? Yeah, let's put her on the podcast. Right, hold on. Mom, you're on the podcast. Hi, guys. What's going on? <laughs> what we are, you up we to, are mom? just wrapping up. We are telling all of our listeners where we're headed. What are you up to? I am headed for y'all are headed, so I'll see you in a minute. I'll see you in a bit. We love you very much. Okay, love y'all too. Bye. Bye. That's uh, Kelly Rogers, everybody. Texas mother. Well, Gunner's gone to pee, so I am going to sign off. He's coming back, he says. Listen to my sultry voice as I talk about things that don't matter, like potted plants. Why are they in pots? Why did we decide to use a pot for a plant? It makes no sense to me. Other thoughts I have while I'm suffering from intense shivers and shakes brought on by the second round of the COVID vaccine. How was that pee? Oh, so good. I've had to pee for like 45 minutes. Oh, dude, I have too. I'm actually kind of mad that you went for me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, if you're listening at this point, thank I can't you. imagine anybody be listening after what I, I just I can. said. I can. And <laughs> if you are, thank you for listening. We're really excited about all the things we have in store. Don't forget, if you have any critiques, any criticism, please, we want to hear fact it. Any checking, hate.mail. Hate.mail. Texish at gmail.com send it our way if you have a lance sighting lance sightings at gmail.com send us send us our way if it's good enough we'll read it live on air and we will see you next time thank you for listening bye y'all